0: Hello, citizens, and welcome to another episode of Short Form, the podcast. I am your Awesome Pants host, Joe Loper. It has been a bit since I've made one of these. My apologies to my three loyal fans, but it's been a little bit crazy. I'm not going to make any excuse. Honestly, it was just poor planning on my part. However, we're back in the saddle. We're good to go. And this is going to be a little bit of a different episode just because I've tried to stay away from doing anything that could be maybe kind of a rant or some kind of, you know, jumping down and like mixing it up in the mud with people about, you know, politics or religion or anything like that. And I found because we're in the midst of the midterms that it's just unavoidable. And the only reason I say it's unavoidable, there's always a choice. I think it's one that I'm not a fan of, but we have to address some certain things. If we're going to improve things, if we're gonna be finding ways to be everyday citizens and suck less at life, We just have to deal with the BS. And with the shit state of things, I just don't know any other way that I can, that I can not talk about this kind of stuff. Now, American politics, as it stands today, is really the absolute ultimate blame game. Don't look at anything that I'm doing. Don't look at anything that I'm saying. Look at all the bad things that this other person, this other candidate is doing. Blame them for everything. Blame these other people, this group of people that really has no bearing on the situation whatsoever, and blame all of them, but you should vote me in because I can save us, right? It's this us versus them, heroes and villains. There's only one right way to do this, and it's only my way. And if you don't vote this way, then you know, you're wrong. And not only are you wrong, you're potentially my enemy. Now, political chaos is nothing new, right? By the way, the clock is running. Just in case you're wondering, we, we are full of Gallup mode right now. So political chaos is nothing new. George Washington, the war hero founding for, considered, you know, the, the father of the country, first president of the United States. He himself had to deal with political upheaval. This is before really there were actual parties. There were like pseudo parties and there would be different versions of the federalists and whatnot. But during his both terms of office, he had to endure you know people writing things about him and the new and you know rivaling um papers and things now they were incredibly well written i think that's the difference is the even though they some of them were untrue and it was like mudslinging they're very articulate but he had to do with in his time and also it was from people that wanted him to run as president because they didn't like the policies that he was trying to enact in the day so political turmoil and chaos in the united states really is our our mojo however It is at, I think it's gone beyond a fever pitch. I think we're at a point of just total chaos. And uh, there's a whole lot, lot of reasons where we can talk about why that is. But for this, let's just focus on the crap that we're dealing with and how do we get out of it. Now, an easy explanation, and I've said this myself, I've used it quite a bit, is social media. Now, I don't think that that's totally unrealistic absolutely do i think social media is at fault especially with the unfiltered access of opinions and conspiracy theories and how obviously there's a weakness in our system that you know enemies of the state take advantage of you know i.e 2016 with russia and their influence and the uh the uh, presidential race but what's really at the heart of uh, not really at the heart of this what is allowing this to continue to fester? Why is it we cannot root this infection out and improve, not just how we are managing our country, the ca- the type of candidates that are coming up, the type of people that are deciding to run. How do we, why are we not getting better at this? And the simple answer is us. Yes, I'm pausing for effect. It's us. We have to take responsibility for this because here's the thing. As long as we tolerate this BS, not only tolerate it, but actually encourage it, they're gonna keep doing this. Anyone who's, who thinks that, oh, if I just get up there and blame other people, if I fear if I warmonger, and do all this other stuff, and I can get what I want, regardless of what their actual intentions are, then they're just gonna keep doing it. You know, stoking the fires of hate and judgment and blame. So we live in fear. Right. That's the American 21st century. That's exactly where we are right now. Now, again, we don't have time to really go back and say, okay, when did this start? How did this start? We have this history of politics in our country and really democracies as a whole do this because you have a difference of opinions and discussion, debate, even heated debate is actually a good thing that enables us to have you know, lively discussions about the difference of how, let, let's approach it from this point of view, let's approach it from this point of view, this is what I think, this is what I think. And those are actually incredibly helpful, and, and that's how you govern. However, if you discount the other person as a human because of the way they think, because of the way that they come at you with their ideas, they have something different than, than what you think, They're, they believe something different than what you believe, and now you've are villainized and now they're less than a person oh you don't matter anymore you know cancel culture in real life you don't matter anymore because you think this way oh they're stupid they're an idiot they're to blame there's a conspiracy right QAnon and all this other crap are, are really in charge and, and all this other stuff this continues because we allow it to continue And we have to take responsibility for it because as long as the American people, by the way, we number over 300 million, we have a lot of influence in our country right now. We have to recognize our apathetic approach to letting politicians get away with this shit and we need to demand better, period. That's it. It's simple in thought and incredibly difficult in execution, but if we start right fricking now, we can actually have real, honest results within a very short amount of time. But how you ask, how do we do that? First and foremost, we have to stop rewarding those that use hate speech and fear-mongering with actual votes, with recognition that they're actually doing a good thing. It's actually not that hard. For instance, if someone uses any reference to stopping the steal as a reason to vote for them, that's bad. That's not a good thing. That's a bad sign because there's no evidence of any steal whatsoever. And there never was total horse crap or at least not in the way that people think you know stopping a steal what they're talking about in certain circles because you know January 6th hello Jocko Willink Willink, gosh I hope I'm saying his name right sorry Jocko calls this strategic thinking because it's not about the short term but rather the long term in other words when we think about just satisfying our emotional need right now all I care about is getting what I want right now because I'm afraid of, you know, paying my bills. I'm afraid of the Medicare that my my family member needs. I'm afraid of, this, of these things that keep saying about, you know, immigrants are bringing terrorists and drugs and gangs into the country. That's all fear-based or it's selfish. You know, I want this for my family. I want this for my race. I want this for my religion, whatever it is it's short-term thinking and it's based on a want or a need that if you satisfy it now might feel good but you're sacrificing the future it's not long term so it's not about getting what i want while sacrificing the future it's the opposite i need to make we need to make disciplined hard decisions right now because we've been doing the other way for generations and look where we are we've been we've been sacrificing the future for a very long time and now we're faced with real hard choices right now and i'm not just talking about in politics war famine the global climate crisis all of it so in layman's terms all of the everything i just said is we need to stop screwing around and stop taking this more serious than an affront to our you know our delicate sensibilities oh this is somewhat you know woke culture this is insulting to me so i don't like that i'm not going to do it grow up there's a lot of things we have to deal with that we don't want to deal with. I don't want to make this podcast. I'm not going to lie because I don't like throwing out negativity out in the world. That's not where I created it. But seriously, we've got to address a lot of a lot of foolish thinking. And I'm trying to be, I'm minding my words here because these are not the words I actually want to use. But we have to start minding our thoughts. We actually have to start disciplining ourselves and being humble. Big one there, humble. And it's not assuming that just because I have an opinion, that I'm right. Have you vetted that opinion? Have you gone down the research path and figured that out? We have real problems to solve and that go far beyond, you know, how many guns can I own? Or, or what kind of health care can they have or they can't have based on my on my beliefs or based on who's gonna pay for it? Right? Who's gonna pay for that education incentive? Like seriously, we're still arguing about the debt ceiling. In the 21st century, this is still an issue. Now, why do I rant on this? Why is it? Now, here's the thing. I'm not saying those aren't important issues, but why am I saying they're not as important? Let me read you something. This is from NASA's climate change website. Little brief paragraph. Some changes, such as droughts, wildfires, and extreme rainfall, are happening faster than scientists previously assessed. In fact, according to the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, which is the the United Nations body that was established to you know, study the science related to climate change, modern humans have never before seen the observed changes in our global climate. Let me repeat that. Modern humans have never before seen the observed changes in our global climate. And some of these changes are irreversible over the next hundreds to thousands of years. Scientists have confidence, have high confidence, that global temperatures will continue to rise for many decades, mainly due to greenhouse gases produced by human activities. So all of these, you know, catastrophic weather events are not only going to continue, but they're going to intensify, which means more flooding, longer droughts, untenable wildfires. That's reality. That's where we are right now. But, you know, let's, let's argue about lowering the medication costs for senior citizens. Because, you know, obviously that's, that's, that's a, that's a debate we should have, right? Why is that such a hard concept? We should to make it cheaper, move on. Or, you know, maybe spend time attacking the speaker of the house's spouse at his home with a hammer. Like seriously, this is the mindset of the country. Acts of violence because they don't like how, they're believing conspiracy theories and or they don't like how the government is being done. And instead of being an educated, fully engaged society, we're just going through acts of violence and acting like fools. Now, I, I, again, I'm not a big fan of these rants. I, I really don't. It's not really something that I enjoy because this is not, like I said, not the reason I wanted to put this podcast out into the world, but I don't think we can make progress as a nation unless we address the BS that we're tolerating. So how do we make this actionable? What can we do? It's at 13 minutes. So what can we do? First, go vote. Vote. It doesn't matter if you if you know your person's going to win, regardless of what you do or not or if there's really no one that you're a big fan of, whatever, vote. You must be active. You must be engaged. And second, this is a big one. We have to demand better from the candidates and elected officials and move to hold the parties responsible for their actions, rather than encourage more outlandish behavior. Right? We, We have to keep them in check. That is our responsibility as citizens. That's on us. And I mean, And when I say restrain, I mean restrain from inside the parties, because this idea of like Democrats holding Republicans responsible or Republicans holding Democrats responsible is just a fallacy. It's idiotic. It's never going to happen. The Republican Party has to hold itself accountable. The Democratic Party and its constituents have to hold themselves accountable. And when I mean accountable, I mean, what is serving the best interests of the country and the nation, not what is making my team happy and giving us a win quotation marks so so that we can celebrate and be awesome that's not the that's not the end result we need i'm going to end with this quote from george washington this is his in his farewell address in 1796 and it's about the political parties the common and continual mischiefs of the spirit of party are sufficient to make it in the interest and duty of a wise people to discourage and restrain it 226 years ago, the first president of the United States warned us we have to keep the political parties in check. This has been a rant, but we have to do better. Thanks for listening. I say this with love and compassion. I want us to have a better country, and I want us to have a future. Thanks for listening. I'll catch you next week.